Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Be Bold America. I'm your host, Jill Cody. And I'm sorry to say, my co-host, Dr. Pettis Perry, won't be joining us today. Uh, He's had some serious computer issues, and he feels bad about not being here today and apologizes to the listeners and guests, but he said he'll be listening on the phone. (laughs) So um, I hope you're listening, Pettis. Our program today is Pushed Back on Disinformation, Going Beyond Social Media Skirmishes, and tomorrow is the day we nationally honor Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. King once said, To save man from the morass of propaganda, in my opinion, is one of the chief aims of education. The Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation has identified Fox News' opinion programs as the biggest source of disinformation. Fox News intentionally educates their viewers in wrong information, and that is the very definition of propaganda. The Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation's mission is to identify, publicly call out, and reduce financial incentives to those sources, media, public officials, or others, who participate in disseminating lies and disinformation to the detriment of our national well-being. To achieve their mission, defenders of democracy against disinformation must, as Dr. King states, educate the rest of us on who is participating in the lies that is destroying our national well-being. Our future depends on it. It is my pleasure to introduce the co-founders of Democracy, Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation, or DDAD for short. Julie Greenberg is president and co-founder of Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation. Julie is a former secondary math teacher who retired as a director of evaluations of teacher preparation programs with the National Council on Teacher Quality. Since 2016, Julie has dedicated her time to voter outreach initiatives. Julie co-founded DDAD to be a clearinghouse of actions individuals can take to counter disinformation media outlets, particularly Fox News. We also have with us Dr. Nadine Seamer, who is a reconstructive plastic surgeon who spent 15 years in practice and who also volunteered her service to rural areas around the world. In 2014, she decided to shift her career to palliative medicine and is now the director of palliative medicine at a district hospital in Salinas, California. After witnessing the devastating human effects of disinformation on her community, Dr. Seamer was moved to act and to co-found Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation. We have big things to do. Welcome to Be Bold America, Julie and Nadine. Pleasure to be here. And who am I speaking with there? Oh, this, this is Julie. Hi, Julie and Nadine. Are you there? Maybe we don't have Nadine. Julie, are you there? I'm here. Oh, good. Okay, well, I guess maybe Emily and Nadine are working out the clean feed connection. So we'll just get started. Um, okay. Earlier I mentioned a quote by Dr. Martin Luther King in honor of this weekend, and now I have another one for you. Dr. King also said, 
education must enable one to sift and weigh evidence to discern the true from the false, the real from the unreal, and the facts from the fiction. Isn't that one of your organization's purposes, Julie? And also tell us how you came together to begin this fight against disinformation. Yes, education is definitely top of our list. We find that people have had so many personal and uh, sort of aggregate experiences of information, misinformation, disinformation, that uh, it's a little confusing for them to try to sort out what is problematic about it, what they can do about it. So that's one of the things we're trying to do. How do we get together on this? Um, yeah. Well, there are actually five co-founders. We're scattered across the country. And we came together through the communications in the new ecosystem of grassroots groups that has sprung up in the last five years, just posting notices, are you interested in doing something about disinformation? One person who saw the notice passed it along to another person they thought might be interested, and we started to have discussions, and the group coalesced around the current mission. That's a perfect example of synergy. <laughs> you exactly. Know, one person talking to another, talking to and another a perfect example of grassroots movement. Um, yeah, and it was... What, is there a difference between lies and disinformation, Julie? The biggest difference comes down to the purpose, that mm -hmm. um, a lie can be simply a misstatement. Um, there can be, it can be, uh, you know, we all, we talk about white lies. Sometimes people lie because they feel that that's a, a in, in the, you know, in some circumstances, it's a gentler or more appropriate way to deal with a very difficult truth. But disinformation is lying for, that has a purpose, and the purpose is typically thought of as, as really not a benign purpose. There's the intent to deceive people for some kind of, some malevolence, something malign. Mm -hmm. and, and so, and, and I think that understanding of the, the fact that it's a corrupt way to provide information, that it's deliberate, that it's strategic, that's the part that makes it really distinguishable from, you know, even a deliberate misstatement that's, you know, a singular event and, you know, is more easily countered with uh, something that's factual. And is deliberate and strategic, um, I was just thinking when you were mentioning that, that it's also for some, some gain that that person wants that obviously they don't want the other person to have that gain. Or, um, you know, when I was writing uh, my book, America Abandoned, you know, I was talking about uh, how um, democracy was, was slipping through our fingers and that we, I actually titled it The Secret Velvet Coup That Costs our, Cost Us Our Democracy, and I could see it slipping the last 30 years. And one of the concepts I brought up was anti-character, you know, there are people that are anti-democracy, but they seem to be anti-character as well. Is this 
you know, honesty, integrity, trustworthiness. They just, they know what they are, but they, they do the opposite anyway. And it just seems that that's what you're talking about with, uh, you know, that deliberate strategy to, to manipulate through disinformation. Yeah, I don't think it comes from people with high character. In fact, <laughs> low character, low character is one of the, the umbrella type of descriptors that I think covers um, many different features of people that we are seeing who are propagators or, or purveyors mm-hmm. of disinformation. Low character. An old term, but I think well, it fits. I, I, yes. Well, I think it goes a step further. Um, low character assumes that you've got something there. <laughs> but anti-character, <laughs> you, just, you, you might be right. Don't have any? <laughs> um, you know, I I did get a listener question, and uh, shout out to Rachel. Um, she asked, "Is this advocacy? Is this not advocacy for censorship?" Um, well, nothing that DDAD is involved in is in any way censorship. We're not. Um, and we're and we're and, and I mean censorship in the most sort of uh, informal sense or formal in terms of any kind of regulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we are concerned about the normalization of disinformation and mm-hmm. the acceptance that this is a, a, a you know everyday feature of life that it it's out there and it, it's it's not something that we want to act against, but we're not saying that people, it, it should be, you know, sort of inaccessible or uh, repressed or contained or, you know, in, in any way something that infringes on people's capacity to express their opinions, free speech, all of that. What we're saying is that when it involves, when you have a just a deluge of lies that actually is the dominant part of the communication. And I think that's really the case with Fox News, that if you, not in every hour of every, of every uh, program on Fox News, but certainly in the evening hours with the um, so-called opinion shows, the preponderance of disinformation is so great that it's really not something that we think should be perceived as something that should be out in public, say, that, you know, whenever you walk into a business, that it's matter of fact, yes, yes, we serve hamburgers or we cut your hair or we fix your car. While you're here as a customer, um, we're going to have, you know, this, this channel on that is lying to people and, Divisive and and name you know involving name killing uh, name calling and you know exaggerated uh, all sorts of, of vitriol and and all this this is just you know not what we feel is a is a is a normal atmosphere a business like a public atmosphere so you know I think we we we're careful in circumscribing what we feel are the the, um, the appropriate boundaries within which we can have freedom of speech, but also the 
the um, civility and and engagement in a sort of reality-based, non-vitriolic, non-divisive uh, atmosphere. Well, the thing is, is that non-vitriolic uh, atmosphere doesn't raise money. You know, it's... It vitriol goes for that lizard brain in people, you know, that uh, the amygdala, you know, that fear of flight, and then they get all agitated, and they'll pick up the phone and donate. And <laughs> Another thing that, that um, when you mentioned the opinion shows, I, I read that um, Tucker Carlson was sued because of some things he said, went to court, and uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, attorney said, well, you know, it's just an opinion. He's just an entertainer. Uh, he says such ridiculous things. Nobody who's responsible can believe anything he says. And the yeah. court agreed with him. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, you know, it the people truly one of lost the, because, yeah. An incredible defense. Um, I yes. don't know if I'd want to sit in court and hear my lawyers defend me that way if I were, you know, in his position. Um, Right, that that his his own uh, management and the corporate you know council have just decided that you know, they cannot really defend what he does on any other grounds. That's what it. That's that's their last resort. Other than saying that you shouldn't believe him, and you're not responsible if you do. And if I was one of my that's listeners. Right. One of his listeners, I would be offended. <laughs> they probably never hear about the court case. Uh, well, you know, it's time for a break. So you're listening to Be Bold America on KSTD 90.7 FM, Many Voices, One Station. Listen globally online from the KSQD.org website. We're speaking with uh, Julie Greenberg, and we hope to soon speak with Dr. Nadine Seamer. I know my engineer is working on getting her patched through the uh, the board there. So they are co-founders of Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation. For more information, visit their website, stopdisinformation.org. I'm your host, Jill Cody. Hello, K-Squid listeners. I'm Todd Hartman, and each weekday at 4 p.m., I bring you a different perspective on the news than you're likely to hear on most media outlets. Please join me on KSQD Santa Cruz, your ink spot on the dial for the Tom Hartman program. Heard now for the first time ever in the Monterey Bay area at 90.7 FM, weekdays at 4 p.m. That's progressive talking conversation with me, Tom Hartman, weekdays at 4 p.m. on KSQD 90.7 FM. Tag, you're it. Today, our topic is push back on disinformation, going beyond social media skirmishes. If you're just joining us, I'm speaking with the co-founders of Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation, Julie Greenberg, and soon we hope Dr. Nadine Seamer. For more information, visit their website, stopdisinformation.org, and check out their Facebook page. You know, Julie, before we jump back into our discussion, I wanted to add to it some background on the origins of Fox News. I don't know if you've had a chance to read, you know, two seminal books on Fox News, Hoax by Brian Hunter and The Loudest Voice in the Room by Gabrielle Sherman. Have you been able to take a look at those books? Uh, I've looked at reviews of them, but I haven't read 
them in their entirety. Talk of the Bay is K-Squid's flagship talk show featuring interviews with local newsmakers, peacemakers, and changemakers. Local issues and state and national issues through a local lens. That's Talk of the Bay, Monday through Thursdays at 5 p.m. right here on K-Squid. KSQD Santa Cruz 90.7 FM. You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz. That's K-Squid at 90.7 FM and online at ksqd.org. We'll be right back to Be Bold America here shortly. Well, we're back. I'm sorry about that technical difficulty. Oh, Julie, are you there? I'm here. Oh, good. Well, thank you for your patience. Um, I don't know if we have Nadine back yet as well. We're still working on that technical issue as well. Can you hear me? Nadine, are you there? I think so. (laughs) I think Dr. Perry, I think we inherited Dr. Perry's (laughs) computer. Computer issues. I think so, too. You know, this is live radio. (laughs) Welcome to live radio. How fun. Well, how fun to have you, Nadine. Now, have you been having a chance to listen while we were talking? I was going to check in with you on on any comments you might have. I, I'm afraid I really wasn't able to hear very well. Okay, that's about. all right. <laughs> well, let me get back to what I was saying, and, and um, I was saying before the, you know, just before our technical issues, that I wanted to share some background that I thought greatly validated um, your work, the work that you're doing, which is so vitally important um, to the future of our democracy. I was mentioning that. I read both uh, books on Fox News, Hoax and the Loudest Voice in the Room, um, from cover to cover, and they included a numerous eye-popping information. There were three key facts that I'll never forget. One is that Roger Ailes presented uh, to Richard Nixon in 1968 a 16-point strategy paper on how television a new and upcoming technology at the time could be used specifically as a Republican propaganda tool. Now, we all know what happened to Richard Nixon. It didn't come to fruition then, but then Robert Murdoch just stepped right in. You know, I just got a text from my engineer, and I'm wondering, Julie, if you have a radio on or if Nadine has a radio on. Have we lost her again? I hope not. Oh, me too. You know, again, live radio. I'm so sorry. I'll just keep keep going here. So that point, you know, about Rogers Ailes' particular interest in starting uh, a network was to be specifically a Republican propaganda tool. Then also that Roger Ailes treated journalism as politics, not not reporting the news, but as politics in a market to monetize. In other words, he and Murdoch wanted network to make money off of the news, thus corrupting the news for profit. And then three, uh, Roger Ailes said, and I quote, we have no obligation to tell the viewer anything not to our advantage, meaning Fox News anchors and opinion ed- and entertainers had no obligation to say anything that didn't make money for Fox News. Since monetizing the news is to their advantage, They'll do anything to keep the money rolling in. So um, from your vantage point, Julie, you can probably see how these things are working with what you're doing. Is that right? 
Oh, yes. It's, I think that the um, ideas have been brought to fruition. And in addition to having this very profit-centered perspective and a means of or a rationale for, for slanting and, and twisting and turning in ways that promote the ideas that Fox wants to promote, Fox has also put a lot of energy and continues all the time to, to, to reinforce the idea that there is no other source of good information, that every other source is corrupted, you can only trust Fox. And this is, mm-hmm. it's, it's been successful, that, that, and it's, it's such a powerful means of, of never having to really show the evidence behind things, to be dismissive, to actually demonize anybody else who provides countervailing view. I got to say that that's one of the things that, that has been um, most destructive. And, and it, it's, it makes, well, we're very, very, as, a, as an organization, we want to be very um, focused and um, driven on the issue of the purveyors of disinformation. We also, I think, have a lot of compassion for the people who are now finding themselves completely untethered from reality, that they, it's like all of the, their instincts and, and, uh, and reactions have been played and in, a, in ways that you know, are very clever and systematic and intense. And they, you're, you know, if a person watches Fox News for a long time, you know, they'll, they'll be led down this path that so many people have gone down in ways that, you know, uh, it's hard to, to look at that and think this is really what they might have wanted, their, their change in their attitudes, their change in the relations with other people who may not be Fox News watchers. Is this really the world they want to live in? Well, um, you know, it's, watching that, it's, it's, it's hard not to feel like, you know, uh, this, this really hasn't, this has been a very unfair manipulation of an audience. Well, when you were mentioning the being untethered, uh, I really think the destruction of truth is one of Trump's monolithic and maybe most disastrous legacy. Uh, so many people untethered from reality and truth. And, and just to support what you were saying about uh, they're breaking out their listeners, I was actually exercising at my in the gym there, and they have a bank of TVs, and one day I just saw the banner on Fox News at the bottom. It said, uh, fake news versus Fox News. You know, there's that one of those subtle messages that, you know, it's Fox News, everything else is fake, and it's just right. resting there as a banner at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I think that's um, reinforced daily. Reinforced <laughs> hourly, maybe. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to take another break right now, and I think when we come back, we'll have Nadine back. And also, I want to talk about your uh, three campaigns. You're listening to two bold guests, Julie Greenberg and Dr. Nadine Seamer, 
co-founders of Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation, or DDAD for short. For more information and to join the fight, sign up for their e-newsletters by visiting their website at stopthisinformation.org. In addition, if you'd like to be added to our news group, you may text Be Bold America to 22828. Text Be Bold America to 22828. I'm your host, Jill Cody. Ralph Waldo Emerson told of a dinner guest who went on and on about the virtue of honesty, offering his own life as a model of perfect rectitude. The louder he talked of his honor, said Emerson, the faster we counted our spoons. That's my reaction to the cacophony of phony piety arising from Republican governors and legislators who are trying to enact more than 250 new state laws to stop black, Latino, Asian American, indigenous, and other non-Caucasian voters from casting ballots. Yet they proclaim, we're not racist, we're righteous crusaders protecting the sanctity of the vote. Really? So why are they specifically targeting people of color with their repressive voting restrictions? For example, panicky Republican lawmakers in Georgia tried to outlaw any early voting on Sundays. Odd. Why? It's a flagrantly racist attack on the black church. For years, a joyous civic tradition called Souls to the Poles has played out in southern black churches on Sundays prior to Election Day. After the sermon and prayers, congregants, ministers, musicians, and others in the church family travel in a caravan to early voting locations to cast ballots. It turns voting into a civic, spiritual, and fun experience. What kind of shriveled soul tries to kill that? Apparently, the same shameful souls in the Georgia GOP who want to stop local groups from providing water and snacks to citizens forced to wait for hours in line to vote. They're actually trying to make it a crime to give water to thirsty voters. Hey, Republicans, what would Jesus do? This is Jim Hightower saying the goal and duty of every public official ought to be to maximize voter turnout. After all, the more Americans who vote, the stronger our democracy. But there's the ugly political truth. Republican officials no longer support democracy. The Hightower Radio Lowdown is brought to you by the Lowdown Happy Hour. Live streamed from the Chat and Chew Cafe. Details at HightowerLowdown.org. If you're just joining us, I'm your host, Jill Cody, and I'm missing my co-host, Dr. Pettis Perry. You're listening to Be Bold America on KSQD 90.7 FM. Many voices, one station. Listen globally online with the KSQD.org website. We're listening to our two bold guests, Julie Greenberg and Dr. Nadine Seamer co-founders of Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation. For more information about their organization and to join their cause, visit their website at stopdisinformation.org. Now, I think we have Nadine back. Nadine, are you there? I hope so. Can you hear me? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Hooray. We can. Again, welcome to live radio. (laughs) Yes. So one thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm sure you do too, are your campaigns. So Nadine, do you want to uh, um, pick up on that? Sure. I I also just want to add just one thing what you were talking about. Of course. Go ahead. What Fox does, I mean, I understand they need to make money, but it is just their lies are so cynical 
and they're also contributing to the death of their own viewers. I mean, the, the vaccination yeah. rate for Fox News viewers is so much lower. And where we are right now with Omicron, we, we keep talking about that it's not as virulent a virus, but that's really the case if you're fully vaccinated. People are still dying from Omicron. And yeah. I, it just, it's just, I know, again, I'm naive, but it just kind of boggles the mind um, how this is allowed to continue. Um, so thank you for just letting well, me say that. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, Fox News is in this unusual position of being both a source that a meaningful number of Americans trust, as well as home to an audience that widely believes conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they feel... Uh, peddling these conspiracy theories or this misinformation, as you were talking about, that damages public health messages is, uh, I don't know, to me it borders on evil, but I don't know how, how you feel about it. I, I'm with you, partially because Good. They, they call themselves trustworthy and people honestly believe them. Yes. And they're scared. They do. And they're very scared. And it's a very unhappy world they're living in. I mean, they're angry all the time and stressful. And it's just, um, I think they're frightened. And it's just such a, um, really such a horrible life to live, mm -hmm. being in that, what I call the armored bubble of Fox. Yeah. So how about your campaigns? Tell us about those. So one of the campaigns, which I love, because it can be done by anyone, um, and it hits us in our everyday life, is a change the channel. And we have partnered with two wonderful people, have been, Dave and Aaron, who have been working on this for years. They're deep canvassers. They understand how to get people to kind of open their minds and to listen and really try to connect with people. And this campaign, pretty much, it's very simple. If you, like you said, you went into your gym, if they've got mm -hmm. Fox News on, instead of sitting there and stewing, you actually go up to someone in charge very politely and respectfully, and you ask them to change the channel to get it off the air so it's not normalized, that it's normal to walk into a restaurant or a gym and see these lies. And well, I actually thought I would do that when I read your campaign. I need to find my courage <laughs> to walk up and ask for that. But when I was reading the campaign, I thought, I need to do that at my gym. Mm -hmm. and, and it is hard. I mean, I'm reluctant to do it as well. But with our two wonderful partners, they're offering trainings. We have a lot of information on our website with videos, like what happens if someone says this to you, how to come back. And again, the whole idea is it's respectful. It's not political. It's just saying your point of view and asking for the management to do some, put something else on, like the Nickelodeon or the Home Shopping Network, sports. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that what um, you have, I think, three campaigns, six Fox News Now campaign, the free TV of Fox News campaign, and your Change the Channel campaign. So you're talking about the, the Change the Channel campaign, I guess. Yes. What about the other? 
How about if I chime in on this? Sure, Julie, go right ahead. This campaign is one in which we provide resources for people to learn how they can get Fox News free TV. So let me just back up a minute and talk a little bit about the situation of TV subscriptions in the U.S. Uh, Most of us get some kind of, get our cable news or cable, well, cable stations in general through um, cable TV, satellite TV. Um, There's now streaming TV that includes some live TV as well. And almost invariably, there's a whole range of channels, um, and one of them, if there's news in among all those channels, there's Fox News. This has been something that um, uh, there's been uh, a lot of concern about, that people who don't watch Fox News and then are increasingly disturbed about the pernicious effect it's having on things like uh, vaccination rates, things like the the, uh, the the big lie about a stolen presidential election, all of that. There's a feeling like they really would prefer not to have Fox News in their package of all these other channels. So, but there's very there are very few options, and what options there are to get Fox News free TV um, may not be the information may not be readily available. So on our website, stopthisinformation.org, we have information on four Fox News free TV packages. Two are streaming and two are connected to the Internet. And what we do is provide for the two that are streaming, we just sort of lay them out, Sling Orange and Philo TV. Those are pretty matter-of-fact type of streaming options that, accessible information. For the two that are Internet-connected and have limited geographical, geographic uh, availability, we provide roadmaps. And one of them, Verizon Fios uh, TV, which is on the sort of mid-Atlantic, we provide a roadmap to asking for the right package and picking out the channels that you get a choice of. Uh, For the other one, Spectrum Internet, there's a streaming option, and we provide a a roadmap to get that. So the the idea here is that if people want to pursue um, getting Fox News free TV, they're not watching Fox, they don't want to pay for it, they can do so. And the reason that people might want to do this is that Fox News gets most of its revenue from these TV fees. Two-thirds of its revenue gets the other third from advertisers. And every person who has Fox News in, it, in their package is paying about $2 a month to Fox News, whether they watch Fox or not. Now, they might be watching some other Fox program, Fox channel like Fox Sports, but they're paying the $2 for the Fox News. And so this is something they're essentially supporting an, a, a channel that they feel, may feel is, is, um, is just counter to their values, counter to the way they believe media should operate, 
something they just don't want to support. So they should be able, uh, as consumers, to to make that kind of decision that we're offering to choose, you know, not to to pay that, not to support it. Right. Well, and they also tilled the ground for January 6th, too, the the lies and the disinformation that continues on that station. It reminds me of what Voltaire once said, anyone who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. And that was our, you know, biggest one, but I'm afraid there are going to be more in the future. So taking some funding away by changing the channel or getting the, um, I mean, getting the uh, different cable service, you know, if, if many, many of us do that, that would that would impact their revenue. What other campaigns did, are, are you um, implementing? Well, Jill, I also wanted to add one thing. Um, yes, go ahead. Again, just to reemphasize, I had no idea when I tell people what Julie just said, that two-thirds of Fox revenue comes from air subscriptions. I mean, that sends people off the deep end. And mm-hmm. they, they don't know that. So just knowing that information is huge and may help people decide to try to do something about it. And part of what both of these campaigns also include is that we want to try to get people to understand that they're not alone, that there are other people out there throughout the country that are just as upset as you are about what's going on with the disinformation campaigns. So while it may, it may sound a little trivial, we also include kind of an action map on our website so that when someone does actually make take the time to make an attempt to have us a place of business change the station, or if they do actually change their cable selection, you can put yourself on a map. And so people can see, that they're not going to see exactly who you are, it's, it's very safe, we're not selling information, but hopefully we're going to have people putting little pins on the map of the United States so we can all see that we're in this together and we can kind of feed off of each other with the momentum to try to get people activated. And, and I think that's an important part of both of these campaigns. Well, that's very important. And, and when you were talking about not knowing it, the information, one other bit, too, is that people don't know, is that actual news networks have ethics departments and standards and practices departments, ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC. They have departments that keep their anchors and their presenters, um, you know, in line if something happens. Fox News has neither of those, and they intentionally never set them up because they weren't meant to be a news station. They were meant to be a propaganda station. So Fox News doesn't have a standards and practices department or an ethics department. And that, to me, is also extremely telling um, on what their purpose is. You had a webinar on January 6th, and is there a way how listeners could watch it now? Uh, yes. Um, that reminds me. I We have a, a recording that we've just uh, made into a YouTube video, and I forgot to post it on the website, but I'll, I can do oh. that. And, <laughs> now that you remind right me, I'll do that, and people interview. can interview. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. Um, You're yeah, welcome. People <laughs> to watch that, they might, uh, we had a, 
uh, keynote video uh, that was provided by um, Congressman Jamie Raskin, who, as we all know, is probably having been involved in the, as a lead manager for the second impeachment and now being on the select committee that is uh, investigating the attack on the Capitol. Um, he, is, he lives in Breeze. January 6th, and uh, it was an honor to have him. We also had training on our two campaigns. So, yeah, we welcome people watching that. Good. Well, it'll be posted soon on your website. And yeah. and I wanted to let you know that I'm going to skip our next break because we usually break every 15 minutes, but because mm-hmm. we had so many technical glitches at the beginning, I'm just going to skip that. So we'll just keep on going. Um so would you like me uh, you to know, just say a few words about the, the third campaign you mentioned? Oh, yes. Thank you for keeping us on target. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, the, it's, I, I really do want to mention it um, because we feel that it um, surfaced an idea about media that we know is going to get more attention in the near future because we know that there's an increasing realization how the commercialization, over-commercialization of our media and too much um, attention to the bottom line and the profit that can be derived from disinformation is really creating enormous structural problems that are very difficult to, to deal with once the disinformation starts rolling out into the world. So this campaign, Fix Fox Now, was to support a shareholder resolution that was presented to shareholders of Fox Corporation, uh, Fox News' parent corporation. And the resolution was in support of the structural change in management of Fox from its current corporate form to something called a public benefit corporation. And... That transformation would allow management to take a broader perspective on its mission and commit more resources to journalistic integrity, even at the potential expense sometimes of profit. Now, what's sort of interesting about this, and this is the idea that I think will sustain reform efforts in the future, is that this is actually in the shareholder's interest. This is not something where the shareholders are saying, um, take a, uh, you know, we're willing to take a hit for journalistic integrity because we're good people. Uh, no, this is really in the self-interest of shareholders because shareholders own many different kinds of stock beyond, in this case, Fox News or Fox Corporation. And owning all those other stocks, they can be pummeled by the types of disequilibrium, pandemics, climate change, whatever, that the lies from Fox News might lay the foundation of, contribute to, whatever. And so we think that this kind of uh, uh, transformation in, in media management across all media organizations, would be very, very healthy. It would be healthy for the corporations and their, their real owners, the shareholders. It would be healthy for 
the general public as well. It would be healthy for, healthier all around. And so that was something that, unfortunately, it, there were 2 million shares voted in support of this, but that's a drop in the bucket, 1% of mock mm-hmm. shares. It, obviously, you know, there's, we need to, to build more of a groundswell for this kind of reform, but I'm very, um, it, it just, this is a sort of, um, having this, your program as a place to sort of send that idea out so that people can begin to mull over it, takes time for these kinds of ideas to, to take hold. And we think that this is something that, you know, was a good thing to add to the conversation. We need long-term thinking, long-term solutions. We can't keep expecting that our over-commercialized media is going to, going to reform itself and wean itself off um, what in many cases is a, is a very profitable model, even if it's not a model that works for our democracy. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. Nadine, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Well, I just I find it fascinating that it's a radical thing that a company should be in business for the public good, and that. <laughs> so again, how far we've gone to the profit mode at all costs, but the public is not even considered, and now it's, it, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you know, did you know that the View can't find a replacement for Meghan McCain? Did you I hear that? that? Yeah. yeah, because they can't find somebody who would debate <laughs> reasonably, you know, the issues. It's, it's so divided that uh, they can't have a public discourse on the, on the show because everything is so um, fractured. Well, yeah. did you? So, uh, I don't know if you mentioned ahead. this, that AT&T and DirecTV has dropped OAN. No, we didn't talk about that. Tell us more. I just saw some um, reporting that they've decided not to renew the contract. So OANN will no longer be carried, I believe, on direct TV. Well, that's and encouraging. Yeah, that's, that leaves Verizon yeah. as the, the TV provider that is, I think, the only large provider that offers OAN. Another reason that if people are Verizon Fios uh, customers, they should go to our website and check out the um, Fox News Free TV roadmap to get Fox News Free TV Fios. And then Mm -hmm. they can choose not to get OAN, not to get Fox, and they're also getting Newsmax in their current... uh, cable package, they can choose not to get that as well. So it's a threefer. That's excellent. Well, you know, for those who don't know, OAN means One America Network, and it's to the right of Fox. <laughs> and so it's yes. Max, to the right of Fox as well. So, you know, towards the end of our, our program, we like to ask guests what uh, listeners can keep doing, stop doing, and start doing. You have a lot of Action, you're very action oriented um, with your website and with your purpose. But what could listeners keep doing to support your, your cause? So, this is Nadine. Um, uh, my main thing would be to say stay engaged. I mean, that's mm-hmm. everyone has to stay engaged 
and not be afraid to speak up. And especially this time with Martin Luther King's birthday tomorrow, we need to follow him and John Lewis's words of getting into good trouble. Our democracy really depends on it, not to get discouraged. And I would say um, to keep connected to those whose lives, uh, whether they're just now drowning in lies, remember that this situation we're in now with so many people untethered from reality is not organic. It is not self-sustaining. The energy that is going in to keeping people in this completely detached state where they, you know, don't know up from down, uh, if that, that it, the intensity of that effort to keep it at a boil shows you that this can't happen without active measures to disorient people and lie to them. And so we have to keep connections to the people who are in this situation, and we have to have the confidence that they can, this, this can subside. Mm-hmm. Despair is not an option. And defending democracy is a great responsibility. It really is an all-hands-on-deck moment. We're in history-making times, and there's more being asked of us, but we, we can't um, uh, be overwhelmed. we just got to uh, keep on trucking. Okay, so what would be a stop? What, would, what do you think listeners should stop doing? I would say they need to stop thinking that disinformation is not that serious. So, and it's, it's kind of how I felt for a long time, um, particularly like during the Affordable Care Act. Lies were being spread all the time. I didn't see the seriousness of it. I thought it was political theater. Um, but disinformation is corrosive, and we need to stop making excuses, and we need to stop thinking that we don't have serious existential threat going on from these disinformation campaigns. My appeal to what people can stop doing, and I, I fight, I, you know, I push myself on this all the time. I push my friends and relatives. Um, I try to pay for all the good quality reporting and media that I enjoy and consume. We have to mm-hmm. support the, the best Long-term counters to disinformation are public media and good, high-quality local reporting. So think about paying more for it yourself, all that you can, and think of it as a way to, as a gift, gift people with media that they can enjoy and learn from and consume and that supports better and better media. And what should um, listeners start doing? So I'll say everyone should get on our website and check out our campaigns (laughs) and learn how to speak up for the Change the Channel campaign uh, to give you some just confidence that you can take a stand in a personal, honest, and humble way. And I'm going to put a plug in for the for the uh, our second campaign, and I, I'm going to be very specific here because, as I said earlier, there are only really four options right now. We're going to keep digging around and trying to find more for Fox News Free TV. Now, two are national; they're streaming, but the other two 
are only in certain states. So if you're listening and you're not in one of the states that I'm going to zip through, think about a friend or a relative who, to whom you can reach out, provide the, our website address, and say, hey, check this out. You might be able to get Fox News free TV. So for the Verizon Fios option, think about the Mid-Atlantic stretching from Virginia up to Massachusetts in all those states in Pennsylvania. That's where Verizon Fios is available, and this Fox News free package is something that people can check out. Now, Spectrum is scattered all over the country, Spectrum Internet, even though, and this, this uh, the, the Fox News free package is a streaming option, and there, the, the states that have the most um, Spectrum Internet uh, the, the largest market, it's very scattered, but going from west to east, California, Texas, Kentucky, Ohio, North Carolina, New York, and Maine. So if you're in one of those states, you know someone in those states, please try to, to, to see if this is, is something that um, uh, you can pursue. You know, your website is probably one of the most action-oriented ones. When we interview people, they have websites, but you've got some specific tools. So I hope to the show now and the podcast in the future will go onto your website and take a look at the steps that, that people can take to fight disinformation. And Nadine and Julie, um, I have really enjoyed this conversation. I know Pettis has enjoyed listening to it, too. And I apologize for our technical difficulties. No uh, thank you for hanging in there. <laughs> you know, technology is great when it works, and then when it doesn't, you just have to kind of forge ahead. So thank you for what you're doing. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate your fight for the truth and for being our bold and impressive guest today. Again, thank you. Thank you, Jill. It's been thank delightful to talk. Thank you for having us. Thank you for your well, work. And, well, I appreciate that. And Nadine, I'm so glad you could finally connect with us. I, I'm sorry that the clean feed link didn't work as well. What's up next on Be Bold America? Have you been struggling to change Republican minds? Does a loved one re believe right-wing conspiracy theories and disinformation? On Sunday, January 30th at 5 p.m., Pettis and I will be speaking with Karin Tomerius with Smart Politics. Karen will teach us how to stay cool, centered, and how we can be more persuasive. Uh, so join us Sunday, January 30th at 5 p.m. to hear Smart Politics. Stop arguing, stop avoiding, start making a difference. Remember, Be Bold America is available as a podcast. And I want to give a special thank you to Be Bold America's program engineer, Emily Donham, and to her program director, Howard Feldstein, and again to our two bold guests, Julie Greenberg and Dr. Nadine Seamer. You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz, Many Voices, One Station. Listen worldwide online at ksqd.org and stay tuned for Reflections on Buddhism. My name is Jill Cody, and thank you for listening to Be Bold America. Until next time, keep, stop, start. <laughs>